Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another segment of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vanderbilt here, of course, with trusted canine, Woody, co-host. How you doing, Woody? Woody says, Wolf, man, it's a hell of a week going to be. Yeah, you're right, Woody. Couldn't have said it any better. All right, well, let's get into some articles. Let's get into some news about this election and what's going on. There is so much. I'm not going to be able to cover it all. It, it, it'll, today, uh, the Trump administration announced that they are going to be filing lawsuits. So once that happens, that news will start coming out, too. There looks like they're going to focus primarily right now on Pennsylvania, which I think is a good move because tackle that one. So let's go over real quick some numbers and I'll get into some articles of what's going on, news of the day kind of stuff. Is since the media, the media called it for Biden for Pennsylvania, that put him over the top and they called Arizona. So that gave them the 270 plus electoral votes. However, Arizona and Pennsylvania have not been certified and votes are still coming in. So those are your two lines of attack from the Trump administration. Now, they also got Michigan and Wisconsin, which were called for Biden. So those are the four states right now that the Trump administration should go after. Pennsylvania, and I said this for a while now, that Pennsylvania is the key to the election. If Whoever wins Pennsylvania is going to win the election. And that's why the Trump administration is going to go first start looking at Pennsylvania. And there are a lot of irregularities in Pennsylvania. So that's first and foremost of what's going on with the, why they projected Biden for the win. The media should have never done that, by the way. The media, the re, now the reason it's a psychops campaign, in my opinion, why the media did it, because now it's harder for a candidate to say, oh, I, I got to challenge it now. So, you know, in the 1960 election, between John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon, uh, there was some irregularities in Illinois and Texas. And Nixon decided for the betterment of the country, and his, I'm paraphrasing his words, but it was something along those lines, that he wasn't going to challenge it. And he didn't. Uh, a lot say that, there are a lot of historians say, you know, possibly he could have won that election if he challenged it, but he didn't. And Nixon also later, when he was threatened with impeachment, because he was never impeached, by the way, President Nixon was never impeached. A lot of young people think that, but it's not true. He resigned before the impeachment proceedings could happen. Would he have been impeached? I don't know. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. It must have been bad enough for him to resign. But he also resigned for, well, he again, paraphrasing, didn't want to put the country through that. That's who Richard Nixon was. He, I mean, wasn't a perfect person. Wasn't a, I mean, he's a good president, but he wasn't a great president. But, you know, there, there are some that will argue that. I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to get into the whole Nixon debacle I'm using as an example is he, why he stepped aside and now Trump's not Nixon. I think we all can agree on that. So now what's happening is the media wants Trump to do the all Nixon thing. They want Trump to graciously step aside and you're hearing news media stories of insider CNN, by the way, Jake Tapper, coming, our sources say inside the Trump campaign, they're, they're asking him, they're pressuring him to step down, to concede the election. They went so far as to say Jared Kushner is pressuring Donald Trump to concede the election, that Mark Meadows is uh, chief of staff when and they even even trying to say that melania trump has been pressuring uh president trump to concede the election and melania trump by the way when that story came out that she's going to supposedly pressuring her husband to concede the election she tweeted out that no we got to keep fighting and again, I'm paraphrasing that too. So the media, and they're not giving any sources. It's all just a psychops campaign because they would love nothing better than the president just to give up. 
but they know he's not going to. That's what kills me about the media. We've got such a crappy media in our country. You know, it's just unbelievable. Our mainstream media is just worthless in my opinion. So what's happening now is all the back and forth with the media backlash. The media says this, that, and the other, and it's all BS. Don't buy into it. Look at facts and then start putting things together. And it's hard to do because there's so much crap out there right now. One of the facts that we know is Donald Trump is a fighter. Okay, we, how do we know that? Well, because we've seen it. We've seen who he is. I mean, we've had four years of him now as our president. I think we've seen that. And anyone to believe that Donald Trump's just going to roll over without a fight? I don't think so. If he thought he would lose, by the way, he probably would concede. But I don't think he thinks he can, he's going to lose. Donald Trump is not a stupid man. He may be brash and abrasive, but he's not stupid. So you've got this campaign is going to fight. And, you know, they got Rudy Giuliani, by the way, who's been totally vilified now in the press. I mean, Rudy Giuliani now is looked at as a sleazy guy by the press. They've painted him. They have, they have totally besmirched his reputation. Remember when they used to call him America's mayor? Not anymore. You won't hear the media say that about him anymore. But uh, he's also a fighter. He's a pit bull. He's a bulldog. I mean, I'm glad Trump has him. I mean, I thank God Trump has him. So you got that. That's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to get – they're going to fight back. So rest, rest, your whole, rest your heart, rest your soul. And by the way, I got to make one more comment, and then I'll get into these news stories. I didn't realize this until this weekend. You know how Joseph Biden, uh, and I'm calling him Joseph for a reason, and uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Joseph Biden uh, said that this, is, this election is for the soul of America. Well, you know what? I didn't realize how correct he was. But it's not in the way that the context that he wants you to believe. He, and he wants to steal. This is about stealing the soul of America. Because if he gets elected, oh, man, this is going to be a bad time. I mean, the Chinese will have free reign. Everything that Trump has done to protect this nation overseas will go away. Joe Biden's already said that uh, the Muslim ban, he's going to get rid of it. It's one of the first things. Well, there is no Muslim ban. Another thing, by the way, he says the first thing he's going to do is a mask mandate. A mask mandate. He's going to do a federal. He wants to somehow do a federal mask mandate. They're already doing that. They're already tipping their hat for crap that you're like going, what? So you best be fighting if you don't want any of this crap that's about to happen from the left if they get the presidency. And it'll be a crap show. They won't have any power because the power will be vested in the Senate. The Senate will have the power to stop just about everything. He won't get his mask mandate, by the way, because he can't. He can't get it through the Senate. And then the state legislatures. You know, GOP runs them. But anyway, I digress. Got a little off track. Uh, in the state of Georgia, let's talk about that real quick. Representative Doug Collins is to lead the Trump campaign's Georgia recount effort. So Georgia Rep Doug Collins, who just lost his bid for a Senate seat, will lead the Trump campaign's recount effort in the state that was too close to call. The move was announced Sunday night. And the recount in the Peach State will begin when the canvassing has concluded, according to President Trump's campaign. So this is a good, good outcome, a good factor. Doug Collins, I did not agree that he should have been uh, in the race. I really thought he should have just let Kelly Loeffler uh, win the the election, but because he was in there, because here, here's the background on that. Uh, Kelly Loeffler, Doug Collins, and a bunch of other people uh, were running for this special election to get a Senate, the Senate seat here in the state of Georgia because Johnny Isaacson left or bowed out, resigned due to health concerns. So this wasn't your normal 
um, election for this seat. This wasn't the year this seat was up for re-election. Now, our other Senate seat, this is the year they're up for re-election. So this is a special election. And in, as such, um, <clears throat> Collins threw his hat in. And Loeffler, who was appointed by the, the governor, Brian Kemp, uh, decided that she was also going to run for the seat, too. Now, you know, there was a lot of back and forth, and, you know, here in the state of Georgia that should Collins have gotten in the race, you know, he, he should have respected Brian Kemp's decision that Kelly Loeffler is it. But for whatever reason, Collins got in the race. I didn't, I, I didn't agree with him. I think, I think he, he skewed this. So what happened is this is a special election, so that means it's a guerrilla Elect, I think it's called a guerrilla election, where anybody can put their hat, name in a hat, and if somebody gets 50.1, plus one vote, they win. If they don't, it goes to the runoff for the people who got the two highest vote count. And Doug Collins did not get the highest vote count. That went to Kelly Loeffler and the Democrat challenger Warnock. Warnock, I can't remember his name. So now that's going to go to a runoff election January 5th. And what most likely is going to happen is now that Collins is out of it and several other Republican candidates were in there, none of them garnered much of anything as far as votes, uh, are going to, it's just going to be Loeffler and the Democrat challenger. And there were more Republican votes cast than there were Democrat votes. So chances are pretty high probability, but we've seen what's happened with high probabilities. Kelly Loeffler will be, the, she'll get to retain that seat that she was appointed. So then that's a Republican win. So that means the, the, the um, Senate will have 51 seats if Kelly Loeffler wins. Now, David Perdue, who is running against John Ossoff, missed the threshold of 50.1. Now, it could change. I don't know if that's going to be part of the recount. It could change. If he gets 50% plus one, he doesn't have to go through the runoff. But if he does not, then again, the same runoff, January 5th. So January 5th, here in the state of Georgia, potentially we will have two senate campaigns going and whoever wins each one whether the democrat or the republican they win the seat there will be no other runoffs doesn't matter so uh now typically what happens in these runoffs it, again with what we're seeing now you just don't know but typically what happens the incumbent usually runs away with the runoff typically typically what happens this is going to be different and this is going to be different because the outside parties are going to spend so much money especially the left. Oh my gosh. Are they going to pour money into the state of Georgia? Like you have never seen before. These two Senate races will be the most expensive races in the history of the Senate. You know, going into this election, we've already seen that with some other Senate races like the Lindsey Graham Senate race in South Carolina, over a hundred million dollars spent. We'll see possibly more than that here in the state of Georgia, because the Democrats need this seat. The balance of the Senate, whether it's going to be Democrat or Republican control, all rests on the state of Georgia. There's one other Senate election that hasn't been called, and that's in the state of Alaska. Uh, in Alaska, it'll go Republican. It's already skewing. That's another thing, too, is they haven't called North Carolina, they haven't called Alaska for Trump, but they called uh, Georgia and they've called Pennsylvania and these other states with slimmer margins, but just total BS. But anyway, in the state of Georgia, if uh, one of the candidates wins, that means the Republicans will have 51 seats in the Senate, which gives them the majority. If both of them lose, then it's a 50-50 split and the vice president is a tiebreaker. If Biden is able to hang on to his projected win, then that means 
that Kamala Harris will be the tiebreaker in the Senate. So what are the chances are both of the seats in Georgia go Democrat? Not very high, but look at what's going on in probabilities right now. Yeah, but this one, this will be different because it's just going to be one state. They're going to have a lot harder time skewing this election. But mark my word, the money that's going to come into the state of Georgia, holy cow, holy cow. They want to go work for a campaign. There may be some money involved here. Hmm. But anyway, that's what's going on in the state of Georgia. It's so important because the balance of the Senate rides on this state. So the power, if the Democrats want this, if the Democrat gets control of the Senate, it's going to be because they won both seats here in the state of Georgia. And they have to win both seats. It looks like, by the way, in North Carolina, Tillis is going to win the election too, uh, Republican. And so you got, because there's only four Senate seats that are still open, um, Tillis in North Carolina, Alaska, and the two here in Georgia. And it looks like Tillis is going to win North Carolina. Alaska is going to go Republican. So it all rests right here. 13th colony of the United States of America, Georgia. Going to be fun here in Georgia. Okay, Ju Rudy, this is from the Western Journal. Rudy Giuliani, Trump campaign has the evidence to change Pennsylvania election results. Pretty bold headline. The Trump campaign has lawsuits uh, ready to go this week that could radically change the picture of the presidential election, attorney Rudy Giuliani said Sunday. Giuliani appeared on the Fox News show Sunday Morning Futures with Maria Bartiroma and said that the campaign evidence could change which candidate won in Pennsylvania, which is currently in the column of Democratic Joseph Biden. Joseph. In Philadelphia, where we are furthest ahead, we have about 60 or 70 witnesses in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, we have observers who for 24 hours were kept out of the room or kept away from the room where they were counting the mail-in ballots, which of course are the highly suspicious ballots. He said, uh, during that period of time, at least 135,000 ballots were counted none of which were observed by any Republican observer as the law requires. It, Giuliani goes on. It looked very much like they were trying to make up the 700,000 difference that they had from election night, he said. Giuliani alleged another 300,000 ballots were counted while no GLP observers were allowed to watch. So, and, and what he meant by those 700,000 is on election night, that's how far ahead Trump was winning. And Pennsylvania was so far ahead, and then miraculously, all these ballots go for Biden. They all broke for Biden. And none of them broke for Trump. They all broke for Biden. Everything was breaking for Biden, and that's where we're at. So right now in the state of um, Pennsylvania, they've called the election. They be in the media means absolutely nothing because the state has not certified it. Biden's at 49.8% to Trump's 49.1%. So it's below that 1% margin. This is with 99% reporting in. So like I said, Pennsylvania is ground zero. And there is enough there that makes it suspicious. Why would you not want, why would you not want to verify it? If you're the left, you don't want it to verify it because you're afraid, you're afraid it could change. You're afraid. Giuliani goes on in the article, uh, there are no, he said, there's no way to determine the validity of thousands of ballots. We are now 450,000 definite mail-in ballots that they separated from the envelope, threw the envelope away. We can never tell if they're valid or not, he said. So they skewed the election. They made it difficult. 
So he also goes on to say, we have evidence now from not only the post office, but from others that there was back dating. I can only tell you right now that the amounts to about 2,000 or 3,000 votes, Giuliani said. Now, also, um, Supreme Court Justice Sam Alito has stepped in and weighed in on Pennsylvania, too, and ordered them to set aside all the ballots that came in after, I think, 8 p.m. election night. So those ballots should be, at this point in time, set aside. Now, here's how the recount's going to work. Uh, and again, if, you got, if there are some election experts out there, and I'm wrong, please uh, reach out. The email is thepblpodcast at gmail.com. Is the machines, everything's already put into the machine. So the recounts are going to be hand counts because the machines are already there. Everything's in the machine. So now what's going to happen is they're going to do these hand counts and they're going to have, they're going to be closely monitored and they may find votes that have irregularities and get tossed out because there are laws on the books that say, look, if the signatures don't match or if there's no signature, it's an invalid ballot. And what they're alleging, the Trump camp, is that there were a lot of invalid ballots that were allowed through the system. So if they could find enough of those invalids to, change, to, to, to knock them out, to knock out a lot of Biden votes, and then they win the election. And I, I, you know, I think it's only something like 30,000 votes. Again, I, I could be wrong, but, but it's not a lot of votes. I'm looking at it now. Let's see. Biden's got 3,362,018 votes to Trump's 3,316,291 votes. So if they were voting in the hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of invalid, allowing that many invalid ballots to go for Biden into the system, it changes the election. It's that simple. It's just that simple. And Joseph Biden will lose the election if he loses Pennsylvania. But actually, he, they've got, they got to take the fight further. They got to take the fight to Arizona, uh, or they got to take the fight to Michigan, or they got to take the fight to Wisconsin, or even the fight to Nevada. Now, depending on what happens in Georgia, too, because if Georgia, if they, their fight is already in Georgia, because we're getting a recount in Georgia, if the recount in Georgia shows that Biden won the election, then Biden will still potentially win the election. So you need the, more than just Pennsylvania, but Pennsylvania is ground zero. Pennsylvania is it. So uh, this will be going to the Supreme Court. I think we can bank on that. Uh, but are we seeing a combination of 2016 and 2000 and or the 2000 election with Al Gore? Mm, uh, you know, kind of are. I mean, here's the thing is um, in 2000, the media proclaimed Gore the winner. There, there are headlines in newspapers where Gore uh, was projected the winner of the election. And then, of course, the Bush campaign fought that and won. But now former uh, George W. Bush has called Biden and congratulated him, but he also has stated that Trump has every right to uh, have a recount or the, to challenge the process. Thank you, President Bush, right for that for that conciliatory words. Anyway, I'll keep my tongue tied. Joseph Biden, why am I calling him Joseph Biden? Well, here's a quote that I'm going to give you uh, from Joseph Stalin. I consider it completely unimportant who in the party will vote or how. But what is extraordinarily important is this, who will count the vote and how. <laughs> oh, my gosh, is that not apropos for what's going on with this election right now? I mean, you just could not 
You just could not, could not uh, pull up a better quote of what's going on. So yeah, it's who count, who's counting the votes that matters. And we have too many irregularities, too many irregularities to not challenge this process. So again, thank God that uh, President Trump is a fighter. All right, Hammer and Scorecard. You may have been he hearing a little bit about Hammer and Scorecard. Uh, Hammer and Scorecard is a software program allegedly employed by the CIA to um, tap into computer systems in foreign countries and manipulate the vote. Pretty sinister stuff, right? What, this, what people have alleged to say what this Hammer and Scorecard does is that uh, that our CIA, our Central Intelligence Agency, has been manipulating uh, elections around the world. Now, if you're a cynic and if you're a conspiracy theorist, that, or if you watch the, a lot of TV and you know espionage television shows, you know it's not that hard to believe. Actually, it's very easy to believe. Now, our CIA, there, you know, there's some pretty devious people there. Or I don't say I shouldn't say devious. Um, the CIA's, you know. You just don't know what's going on in the CIA, rightly so. I don't want to know what's going on in the CIA. Now, the CIA, again, if you're not familiar with it, the CIA is the um, legal apparatus for international affairs. The CIA is not supposed to do any kind of intelligence in the, inside the United States. That's the FBI's job. CIA's uh, foreign, FBI's domestic. But <clears throat> Hammer and Scorecard, Lieutenant General McInerney explains uh, the election is hacked by the Democrats. So it's one of those, this is from an article out of the knock report and it's all over the place you can pick it up anywhere just just do a google hammer and scorecard and you see it all over the place it's one of those blockbuster accusations that almost seem too crazy to believe but we're seeing it happen right before our eyes in michigan and wisconsin the president must act so uh here's from the article <clears throat> what's happening with the election as one might normally say it's anyone's guess except it isn't we have a very good idea of exactly what's happening the democrats are either cheating or powers above them are cheating on their behalf either way the election is in the process of being stolen if we were to believe lieutenant general thomas McInerney during his most recent interview he's done a couple of interviews this one that they refer to as two mics the other one is with uh steve bannon and what McEnany is saying is basically that our that the obama biden administration used this program process in 2012 to influence the election maybe even outright manipulate it win it and that they've used it in this election and uh, and again i'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on this uh, and i'll play a clip here from general McEnany and let him explain it a little bit and then i want to play a clip from sydney powell uh lieutenant general mike flynn's attorney and she kind of gets into it as well but basically what they're alleging is that this program this software program it's called hammer was plugged into the systems and it manipulated the vote by three percent up for biden so it had nothing to do with the ballots so the ballots are cast they're put into the system and what they're alleging here and this is a big big conspiracy theory right this is way out there is that this hammer and scorecard program bumped everything up like three points three percent for joe biden and you dig even deeper, and I, again, do not listen to me on this. Don't take what I'm saying at face value. Go do some research on it because it's so far out there. It's hard to believe because you know, there's a lot of things that makes it really hard to believe. How did they tap into the software? Oh, well, the conspiracy theorists will tell you that, you know, the parent company of the, uh, a lot of the voting machine software is Chinese. I don't know. I haven't found that 
I can verify to be true, could be true, uh, that the uh, Diane Feinstein, who's a senator out of California, Democrat, husband is one of the owners of the company. So, you know, I saw that headline too. I'm not sure it's true. I don't know. I haven't verified it to be true. But there are all these conspiracy theories that come together. And then you got, you know, Lieutenant General Thomas McInerney, who, who says this. Well, he's telling us right now, Steve, that we are on the verge of being compromised through cyber warfare of what he is a master of, the most brilliant person in our country on cyber warfare, and they have used this. They moved it from the intelligence, a very highly secure program, and they've moved it from there over to political treachery, and that's what it is. When they moved it out of the CIA, they moved it for their political use as they have politicized the intelligence community, as we saw in the Russian host and what they've done to General Flynn. All these things are in this force that you and Sydney have been talking about that want to change America from what it is. It goes back to the Electoral College, to the Supreme Court. All these things are bundled to change America from being a democratic republic to a totalitarian regime. That means a socialist country, which the next step is communism. And that's why there can be no agreement between this Democratic Party and the Republican Party. One choice is freedom. One choice is communism. It's that simple. So what he was talking about there was the hammer and scorecard, where it changed votes that they've been, they used, they They've used it in foreign affairs, and now they've brought it here, they being the Democrats, and then they wanting this country to inch towards communism. Now, I, I have not uh, waved that flag up until recently that we are encroaching on a system that is leading towards communism. And I believe we are now, if we are, if it is allowed that the Democrats will get in because communism hasn't been anything that we've talked about in a long time in this nation. We've talked about socialism, 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 but really the end goal is communism. The end goal is for the government to have complete control because they want power. The Democrats want power. And power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And they want that absolute power. They believe in government. And they believe the government is the deity and that government can solve all ills. But they are the ones that want to be in the power. See, all animals are equal, just some animals are more equal than other. I want to play a clip from Sidney Powell, then we'll talk a little more about this. But before I do that, here, John, Lieutenant General John McEnany, probably, you know, is he a kook? People are going to be like, oh, no, 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 this guy is a kook. I'm sure that there's all kind of stuff on the interweb that shows that he's a kook. You know, look at this guy. This is his, his credentials. He is a um, distinguished service medal with one Oak League cluster, def cluster, defense superior service medal, legion of merit with one Oak League cluster, distinguished flying cross with one Oak League cluster. These are all his military awards, bronze star, uh, Meritorious Service Medal, Air Medal, Air Force Commendation Medal, National Defense Service Medal, Vietnam Service Medal, Republican of Vietnam, Gallantry Cross. Uh, I mean, it, the guy's got credentials out the wahoo, but here are the controversies, and this is the one that they're going to glom onto. This is the one that they're going to say he's a nut. 
Because there, there's, and this is from Wikipedia, so not exactly a, a right-leaning source, right? Uh, previously, he's called President Obama a treasonous leader who is aiding and abetting the enemy. They're going to glom onto that one, but that's not the one they're going to use to bat the bat over the head because that's not enough. See, the left, the left can say that well, he called President Obama treasonous, and there are a lot of people going, yeah, well, maybe, you know. That's not enough. Uh, in 2015, as a Fox News contributor and a member of the Iran Policy Committee, McInerney was noted for suggesting on Fox News that terrorists could have flown the disappeared Malaysia Airlines 370 to Pakistan. So that was pretty controversial there. This is that airline that disappeared later on. I think we did find parts of it washing up on some shore. That's not enough. Here's what they're going to get them. Here's where they're going to beat McEnany over the head to discredit him. In May of 2018, in a May of 2018 interview with Charles Payne on Fox News, McEnany, uh, McInerney, sorry, asserted that torture had worked on John McCain, and that's why they called him Songbird. That's what they're going to use to discredit him. They're going to beat him over the head that he basically said that um, McCain uh ratted out the country so they're going to use mccain as the saint right because the left always puts him up as a saint anyway so what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to discredit mcinary um McInerney, if i got his name wrong i apologize I'm bad with names okay if you listen to the show you know that they're going to use that to blunt him over the head to discredit him but the man's credentials are you know a lot of credentials there. But then you got Sidney Powell. Now, if you're not familiar with Sidney Powell, she is the current attorney for General Mike Flynn. And she's I mean, she went in there, took over that case, and just blew it open. And he they got they got them to drop the charges. She's pretty accomplished. She's not a crackpot. She's not a kook in any stretch of the imagination. Here's what she had to say about all of this. Attorney, former federal prosecutor, best-selling author. Uh, I want to say, first of all, thank you both for being here, and I appreciate it. So today, let's start with uh, this election process. Uh, we just heard from John Solomon that the FBI, indeed, is being diligent, is involved, and we all hope he is exactly right. Uh, your thoughts first about the knowledge now that uh, the Justice Department is involved in this uh, exactly right. John Solomon that the FBI indeed is being diligent, is involved, and we all hope he is exactly right. Uh, your thoughts first about the, the knowledge now that uh, the Justice Department is involved in this uh, review of the election. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. I think there are any number of things they need to investigate, including the likelihood that 3% of the vote total was changed in the pre-election voting ballots that were collected digitally by using the Hammer program and a software program called Scorecard. That would have amounted to a massive change in the vote that would have gone across the country and explains a lot of what we're seeing. In addition, they ran an algorithm to calculate votes they might need to come up with for Mr. Biden in specific areas. I think that explains what happened in Michigan, where the computer glitch resulted in a change of votes of uh, about 5,500 in favor of President Trump, just in one of 47 districts. All those districts need to be checked for that same, quote, software glitch, end quote, that would change the result in Michigan dramatically. Um, the same thing is happening in other states. We've had hundreds of thousands of ballots mysteriously appear for uh, solely for Mr. Biden, which is statistically impossible as a matter of mathematics. 
it, it can all be documented. We are putting it into materials that we will file in federal court, and we need to seek relief in multiple states to enjoin the certification of any election results. So this is not going away. The Democrats want it to go away. They want, they want, they're going to paint you, they're going to paint Sidney Powell, they're going to paint the general as crazy. They're just, they're, that's going to be their strategy because that's all they have. They don't want this here. They don't, they don't want any of this to get out. They want all this to go away. So what they're going to do, mark my words, is they're going to paint everyone who talks about this, myself included, I'll see it on the YouTube comments, as just a whack job, a, a, a conspiracy theorist. I've been told I'm like a, an Alex Jones wannabe. They're going to paint, you know, and they're going to do that because people like the Alex Jones of the world. And I apologize if you are a fan of Alex Jones. I mean, no disrespect, but that's what they're going to do. They're going to paint you in this bucket. They're going to put you or they're going to put you in this bucket and they're going to paint you as the issue. And they're going to make you feel like you are some kind of moron for believing any of this. But no, they want me to believe. They want you to believe all these other anomalies. It's just unfathomable. They're, they're, you know, it, it makes no sense what we're seeing. I want answers. They can believe about me all they want. I want answers. You want answers. The American people deserve answers of these anomalies. These, it's not one or two. It's not some idiot on his Facebook account saying how he threw away tens of thousands of Trump ballots and my coworkers did too. And there is some idiot uh, out on social media saying that stuff. You know, that's, that's an anomaly you can push aside. But this kind of stuff, I mean, Sidney Powell is not a crackpot. General McInerney is not a crackpot. Uh, these anomalies need to be answered. If they were doing this, by the way, this hammer and scorecard program process, you know, I, you know, is that the is it treason? I mean, I hate to. Use, I'm trying not to use that word. I'm struggling to get there. I don't believe anything will be done of it. By the way, I don't think anybody will be caught. All I care about, and I think this is where it will fall, is it just all these answers, all these questions are answered. And if Trump won, Trump won. If he lost, he lost. If Biden won, he won. If he lost, he lost. I just want answers. But if you show me all these anomalies and you start throwing this hammer and scorecard thing at me, you start throwing this um, uh, Bedford math formula, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask questions. The Benford's law of mathematical probabilities. And again, I'm not going to get into detail. It's really, you know, I'm, I used to be good at math. I've since forgotten all my math. But basically, it's just an unnatural distribution of votes from the start to the finish. All of a sudden, Spiden's votes spike. And that goes against probability. But again, you know, the mail-in vote thing could have thrown that off. I don't know. All I want is answers. I want answers. What's going on here? What is going on? It doesn't make sense. And uh, it's, they, need, they need to give us answers. Because the left is dangerous. They're dangerous. And if they won this election, well, I want to know they won it fair. Uh, so then we can start we can start battling the war then because we will not and we should not acquiesce. They want unity. I will not give them unity. I won't. Uh, already AOC, you know, she she's already saying about a list that would uh, conservatives need to put on a list. You're hearing that from the left. They want to put us on lists. No, we fight. 
Fortunately, they, did, they will not get the Senate. Fortunately, they did not get state legislatures. Fortunately, they lost seats in the House. Their power has been diminished. They don't have the power they think they have, and they want you to think they have. They have been neutralized. They just don't have the presidency. Even if Biden is able to pull this off, they do not have the presidency. But if he does pull this off, one of the first things he says he wants to do is a national masks mandate. Uh, he, he won't be able to pull that off anyway, but let me, let, let me show you how the ridiculousness of that all is. One is the death rate for the Chinese virus is 0. 0.00006 something. I mean, the death rate is so minuscule compared to the population. And the worldwide death rate, by the way, is minuscule compared to the world population. I do believe it's going to eventually go away because the mask mandate, what's going to happen, they get, they're gonna, he's going to call for the mask mandate, do what he, you know, all he's going to be able to do is put pressure on uh, states. Now, 27 of the states are ran by Republicans. Hello. Uh, because he can't do a mask mandate. He doesn't have the Senate. He won't be able to pass any kind of legislation that gets to a mask mandate. But all he's going to do is going to bluster it up call for people to wear masks, make it like a national thing. It's patriotic because he's been calling all this. And then all of a sudden, the Chinese virus goes away. You watch it. That's going to happen. A side, by the way, a side um, effect of the Chinese virus. This is from uh, Terrace Standard. Uh, some, I don't know exactly where it's from. It's Canadian. Uh, RAG, Canadian publication. Here's the headline. Canadian forestry inv invents biodegradable mask filters aimed for full masks by Christmas because the masks are becoming an environmentally ha environmental hazard. People are have you go I go for walks all the time, almost every day, and I see masks on the ground. Masks has become an environmental issue now. All these discarded masks that have, oh, wait for it, plastic in them. <laughs> so now they're talking about biodegradable masks. Oh, crazy times, crazy times, crazy times. So thank you for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. I'm sure we're going to get more news today. Tomorrow will be just as contentious as today. But again, all we want are answers. Verify it. All I want is verification. Contact your local legislators. And again, all you want, all we want is our state to verify the numbers, the process. All we want is verification, state by state. Again, be nice, be cordial, but call in, email, text, whatever you can, and ask, what are we doing to verify these results? All we want is verification. Is that too much to ask? If you're on the left, I get it. You should feel good. I mean, you didn't win what you think you won, but you should feel good. You may have just won the presidency. Now, is it too much to ask to verify it? If you're so confident, you shouldn't worry about it, should you? Again, thank you for listening to this episode of PBL Podcast. Again, I ask, Woody and I, like, follow, share, rate us. It helps move us, move us up in the algorithm. Please visit our YouTube channel if you're not watching it now. and you, you Go to the YouTube channel, Politics and Brown Liquor. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You do not have to watch any episode. I wish you would, but you don't have to. But subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It helps in the algorithm. If you are watching it and you haven't subscribed, please do so. If you have subscribed already, thank you so much. Appreciate you. Appreciate you more than you'll ever know. And the same for Apple iTunes. Please subscribe. It helps us so much in the algorithm. And if you have subscribed already, thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it immensely from the bottom of our hearts here at the PBL Podcast. Politics and Brown Liquor.